Welcome back into the mental game. I'm your host, Brandon Seho, and this is a very special episode because I am celebrating one year of sobriety. I can't believe I'm saying that. I am one year sober. I never thought I could quit drinking. So if anyone out there is struggling with drinking, with addiction, with anything, I promise, I promise you can do it and you can find that happiness. You can become the best version of yourself and it is possible. I'm living proof of it. Um, I can't believe I'm saying that out loud that I haven't had a drink in a year. I used to not be able to go a day without a drink and it's so life-changing it saved my life going sober and I can't wait to talk about it in this solo podcast episode with y'all and, and there's so many new listeners because I met over 15,000 of you on the road on the mental game tour where we went to 30 states in 30 days I drove over 5,000 miles 80 hours 30 states 45 events had easily over a thousand one-on-one conversations after the shows, but I mean, it was one of the most powerful experiences of my life. So thank you to every single one of you that came out and, and wanted to break the stigma with me. That, that's been my goal since starting the mental game just over a year ago. And uh, the tour was a crazy idea I had. And it became reality, and it became an amazing experience where I had so many life-changing conversations about depression, suicide, telling my story, hearing your stories, and helping each other through the darkest times in life, and and giving each other a sign of hope. And, and, and my favorite thing I heard on tour was when someone would tell me after a show... I've never told anybody this before, or I've never said this out loud before. And that's when I know I am am serving my purpose. The mental game is doing its job because it's creating a safe space for everyone to feel comfortable talking about their mental health. And it's been life-changing for me. I've got so many DMs and emails and comments from all of you saying how it, it, it's been life-changing for you. And so I, I can't thank you enough for being on this journey with me, with my mental health, my sobriety, and the mental game. The tour was incredible. It was so, so cool. I can't wait to talk all about it on this episode. Um, but we talked about a lot of tough stuff. And if you know anyone that is going through a difficult situation, just asking them how they are feeling can sometimes save their life. It can make a big, big difference because life can be overwhelming. We all know this. We all experience it. I just <laughs> experienced it on tour, going to 30 states in 30 days and, and and having all those incredible but deep conversations with all of you. It can be a lot. It can be overwhelming. But when we open up and we talk with each other, we can always find a path forward. And, and so that's how we save lives. We, we talk. Talking saves lives 
and and to learn more about how to help someone that might be struggling like I was for so long, or, or maybe it's someone you love, someone that just needs help getting through a moment where they might be going through a mental health crisis, visit the Ohio Suicide Prevention Foundation's website at ohiospf.org. Again, that is ohiospf.org and get the help that you need because we all deserve to be happy. You can also call 988. That is the National Suicide Lifeline. We, we You can call and talk to a peer-to-peer specialist right away and, and someone can help you if you are struggling. Um, but I'm so, so thankful to meet every single one of you and if I didn't meet you on tour and you've just been listening to the podcast or watching it, thank you too because you have helped me along this journey. Um, this is going to be an emotional episode for me. Um, it might be for some of you listening. So I just wanted to say that right out of the gate because it is just me telling my story. But it's emotional for me. Um, and so I just wanted to to let you guys know that this uh this might get a little deep. Um, I'm sitting in my basement right now uh, watching a college basketball game and obviously with the TV muted, just had some pizza. Now I have a beer, a non-alcoholic or N.A. beer that I'm uh, drinking to get through this episode a little bit. But um, I am really happy with life and I'm not someone that could have said that even when I started this podcast um I think I was pretty happy but I still struggled with some depression with some anxiety the suicidal thoughts had gone away but I still relied on 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 drinking to get me through some of my tough times even though I was going to therapy and I think maybe my story there's a lot of you out there that can relate to it that that do struggle with addiction. It took me until about six months ago to admit to myself and tell my family and friends that I, 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 I was an alcoholic. Um, looking back now, it's not hard to figure out, but when you're living in it, and you're using alcohol to cover up your problems and your depression and your suicidal thoughts. It um, It's hard to admit that. But I was an alcoholic. And to say that, that I'm a year sober, I don't even believe it. I mean, I remember trying to quit three or four times and, and, and failing once I got to day two or day four or, or a week. I used to tell people I could never quit drinking. My therapist asked me for two years to quit drinking, and I said it was impossible. Um, But there was a quote on a podcast, Theo Vaughn interviewing the rapper Logic on on, on Theo's podcast this past weekend that changed my perspective on getting sober. Theo's been sober for a long time. He struggled with a lot of the same things that I do, and I hope one day I can have Theo on the mental game to talk about. Obviously, he's he's got a very, very unique sense of humor that's similar to mine that I don't always show on here, but 
Um, he's one of the funniest comedians in the world. Um, but he also has a really deep story with mental health and sobriety and his struggles and, and how he's um, worked, reached out for help and got sober and went to therapy to help himself. And so I hope one day I can have Theo on the mental game. You know, I've been um, going back and forth with Theo's team. The, the time hasn't just lined up yet. Um, but one day I, I think we will have Theo on the mental game and that'll be one of the most powerful conversations on the podcast. But Theo Vaughn interviewing the rapper Logic. Logic was asking Theo why he couldn't drink or why like he he didn't like why he had to be sober and I'm paraphrasing but but Theo said I can't drink or I can't use because I'm worried if I do I won't be here for this interview or I won't be here for the show I have tomorrow or I won't be able to achieve my dreams and goals and I'm just not willing to risk it anymore because I've lived it so much and I remember watching that and hearing that and I felt like I wasn't alone like somebody else was explaining exactly how I feel and that's the first time I had ever heard it like that um, I, you know, I struggled for years and years and years drinking every single night, going out every single night and uh, to cover up the pain, depression, uh, you know, I partied and had fun, but it was also just a lot of me covering up the suicidal thoughts, the depression, and I'd done it for so long. And I remember the last time that I, you know, drink alcohol and it was a long night and I was drunk and it was till 4 a.m. and I Uber home and I woke up the next day and I just said, fuck it. I can't do this shit anymore. I've done it for so, so long. I can't do it. I have a chance in front of me to change my life and to live my dream. And if I want to do it, I have to get sober. And it's like what Theo said. I'm afraid if I drink. I'm afraid if I'm not sober. I, I won't be able to do this podcast. I wouldn't be able to do a tour across the country. I wouldn't be able to help myself to try to help others with their mental health. This This would be impossible. I did it for the first, I don't know, man. Six, seven, eight months of this podcast being my full-time job. And it, it, looking back, it made it miserable. And so when Theo said that, it completely changed my perspective on my addiction. And I'm not someone that can have just one beer or a couple of glasses of wine at dinner or be a casual drinker that gets, you know drunk or goes and parties once a week or once a month or just on family vacations or boys trips or whatever I am someone that I am an alcoholic because I am addicted to the buzz and for those of you that that have struggled with alcoholism or addiction 
maybe you can relate for those that don't that feeling when you are 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 drunk or high and just not like mad and sad or angry or partying like crazy just the feeling of being in an altered state of mind i am addicted to that and it took me until 1 year ago to finally say fuck it i'm done with that and it's hard man it is hard i don't i i really did struggle those first two weeks, the first month, the first 100 days. And then I felt like it got easier from like, I don't know, three months to six months. But the last six months, I have really struggled and I haven't shared that. Um, I wish I could get drunk right now. I'm not going to. I, there's no way I'm going to break my sobriety and, and and throw all of this hard work and dedication to, to making myself better down the drain. But that's why I got an NA beer with me now. Because I can have one or two of these. And it can kind of help that feeling of wanting to be buzzed. And, and the addiction coming back by just having a couple sips of this. There's some of you out there that don't understand it and that's okay. It's really hard for me to understand to to explain to some people, but I miss, I miss having that buzz. And there's nothing else that can fill that void. Um, there's nothing else that can fill that feeling that I experienced for, you know, eight years, uh, almost every single night, if not every night, because I would sit on the couch. Or I'd sit at the bar, or I'd be at the game, and I would have six to ten beers and, and four to eight shots. And then go to work, hungover, get through it. But because of that addiction, do it again the next night, and the next night, and the next night. And this is how I was from really... I graduated college at 21. My TV career from 21 to, you know, 28 and then the last year, you know, right after. I mean, I it's I mean, really 8 years that is is what my life was like. My life revolved around alcohol. And so not having that anymore, I struggle with it still. Some days harder than others. When I have shitty days, like, I mean, I'll be honest, the last two to three days, that's why I'm recording this like a day late. I just had some tough days, man, on my mental health with a lot of things going on behind the scenes with the podcast, getting back off the tour, with just life. Um, and so... I wanted to go back and drink or and I can't, I'm not going to, but those urges definitely definitely exist. Um maybe some of you can relate to this feeling of, of drinking, but it's that feeling of being alone and not having anyone and alcohol became my companion where it's okay. 
that I didn't have a girlfriend or I don't have a wife. But I was able to get drunk and, and process those emotions and watch TV and keep drinking and watch sports or, you know. And those turned into tears. Those turned into bad nights and sad nights. Um, I was suicidal sober. But drinking and alcohol definitely made it worse. You know, alcohol is a depressant. It literally makes you more depressed. And so, for me, I, uh, man, there was just so many nights like that where I felt alone. Like I had no one. And all I had was that drink and that addiction. And when I felt like that, that's when I didn't want to be here anymore. And um, I don't know why I felt like that for so long. I don't know why I struggled with it for so long. But um, I really did felt, feel alone. And uh, there was just so many nights of sitting at home, drunk by myself, feeling alone, or even going out to the bars or clubs and, and hanging out with friends and having some of the coolest experiences of my life, but I still felt alone on the inside. And I used um, I used the alcohol to cover it up. And I just thought that's how life was going to be. And I was always going to feel like that. I was always going to be alone, depressed, and drinking. And so if there's anyone listening that is struggling with that feeling of being alone, you're not. I'm with you. There are so many people out there that are with you. And all you have to do is ask for help and want to get better for you. And sometimes it takes getting to rock bottom to get there. That's what it took me. Getting to rock bottom two years ago, literally uh, thinking about, you know, the Super Bowl just happened. And two years ago, that's when I hit my rock bottom. You know, I'd struggled with that alone feeling my whole life. And I thought I had finally met my person. And um, I lost her in that relationship. And my whole world ended in my eyes. And that's when I hit the rock bottom. I've never been that depressed. I've never been that alone. I've never been suicidal like that. I had battled suicidal thoughts really my whole life since I was 14, but I had never spent three months every single day not wanting to be here. And after so many nights of drinking and crying and being alone and sad and suicidal, that's when I reached out for help. Because I had no other option. I had no other choice. 
And so if there is anyone listening that has felt some of those same things, that same pain that I've talked about, you can ask for help and you can find happiness again. I don't even recognize the person I was from 14 to 28 years old. Those 14, 15 years I spent miserable on the inside and no one knew. And it took me that long to ask for help. So I am begging you, if you feel some of those same emotions that I'm talking about now, please, please, please reach out for help now. I, uh... I'm so thankful for, you know, finding help, asking for help, and and really having that self-recognition that I had to ask for help. I had to make that change to change my life. And, uh, Looking back, now being two years since those moments and one year being sober, I just want to help anyone that's that's struggled like me. And so that's why I started the podcast. That's why... I drove to those 30 states in 30 days. That's why I, I wanted to, to be able to meet and talk to every single one of you that stayed after a show. That's why I have some really powerful memories from from people that have reached out to me on Instagram or while I'm out at dinner or on the tour where I know we are saving lives. And I say we because this is a safe space and a community with the mental game. It's not just me. It's not just my manager, EJ, or my videographer, Chris. It's all of us. And so I just want to say thank you for helping continue that conversation. You know... I met so many of you on tour that maybe came to the show because they recognized one of the celebrities I've had on the podcast or because we had a, a special guest at that show or you just saw something was going on and you wanted to check it out. But the number of people that, that I know felt like me and the stories I just described from my life is why we do this. That's why we will keep doing it and talking because I believe talking saves lives. And to celebrate a year of sobriety, I did it in Davenport, Iowa um, on one of the last days of the tour, February 4th. I will never forget that date. It was a really, really powerful thing. 
And I realized then, like I've said before, I wasn't alone, even though I felt alone. And that's the thing. If I promise, as soon as you quit drinking, smoking, using whatever your addiction is, once you see the benefits of it and that it changes your life and might save your life, it'll click in your head. I don't know why I did this for so long, but I'm so happy I stopped. That's how I feel right now. I I just feel like the best is yet to come with me. And I'm excited to wake up every day. And I still can have bad moments. I can still have tough days. I just did. But I know that feelings are temporary and that I'm not going to let my addiction control my life. And I, and I promise if you're struggling with it too, you can. And the way people embrace you, if your family and friends really do love and care about you, they want to help you however they can. You know, my dad is a big drinker. He still drinks, but I'm able to hang out with him and have conversations with him. My friends still all drink. But guess what? I realize there's a lot more people sober than you think. And people, whether they're sober or not, aren't going to treat you any different if they love and care about you. And so my friends now know sometimes they'll get me a, they'll, they'll ask about the NA menu, if there's some NA beer at the bar or restaurant. Um, you know, I also like my blue Powerades. People know that. And they'll, they'll throw me a blue Powerade or they might throw me a lemonade shot while my friends are taking some tequila just to keep me included. But for me, it is life-changing to be sober and while it was hard it was worth it and if you're thinking about it give it a try give it a try because it can change and save your life sorry i'm taking a sip of my na beer but i just want to say thank you to everyone that supported my mental health journey and the one year sobriety because it has changed my life and it has motivated me to keep being the best me but to keep building the mental game with all of you and and helping save and change lives one conversation one podcast one show one message one email one call one moment at a time because that's all we can do with each other And so I'm excited to share that the mental game is coming back every Tuesday starting in March. And I am really excited to bring some of the biggest athletes, musicians, and celebrities to this podcast to have life-saving conversations, to hear their stories and help you realize that they're your stories. And you're not alone. And I can't wait to do that. You know, when I'm recording this, it's uh, February 13th. I just got off the tour. Right before this, I was redoing the studio in Cincinnati. We got a brand new set that we're working on right now. And when episodes come out, you'll see it. It's beautiful. And I'm booking new guest right now or I'm, I'm figuring out when I'm going to be in, in New York, Los Angeles, 
and I'm also going to be in Nashville recording some new episodes. Um, so I'm excited. We have some already recorded. The big names we're working on right now to get the new episodes recorded. And and my goal is to is to keep saving lives. You know, I got asked all on tour, what's my goal with the mental game? And my goal is to make it the biggest mental health podcast in the world. Not because I want to get famous, but because I want to help as many people as possible. And so I want Taylor Swift, Barack Obama, Justin Bieber to come on this show and talk about their mental health stories. And while that might sound crazy to some people, um, I've been able, like, I, I can get a hold of anyone. I figured it out in, in sports and Hollywood. And, you know, Taylor is a little busy right now. But I got to her team. It was a respectful no. But I got there. You know, Travis Kelsey and I went to the University of Cincinnati right around the same time. And we probably have 20 people that we know between us. We've never met, never had a conversation. I thought I might have a good chance at getting him on this spring. But then, you know, he started dating Taylor and their lives have completely changed. And so hopefully one day. But I told everyone on tour and they would ask that question. I hope a year from now or two years from now you remember me saying this and, and, and it motivates you too to chase your dreams because I hope you turn on Netflix one day and I'm sitting down with Barack Obama or Taylor Swift or Travis Kelsey or Justin Bieber or whoever because that means we are helping millions and millions of people ask for help, realize they're not alone, go to therapy, and and, and save their lives. So I've got some big goals, some big ambitions. Um, I can't wait to bring you episodes each and every week. This is, you know, my my life is is, is changing in the best way possible. Uh, the tour, like I said, we did 30 states in 30 days, and we are getting booked all over the country, um, all over the country right now um, because of ch- changing and breaking the stigma around mental health. Um, I want to give a couple dates out now of where I'll be um, on March 6th. I'm going to be at Southern Miss at the Southern Miss Mental Health Summit. I'm really, really excited for that and looking forward to getting back down to Mississippi. Uh, The next day, I'm going to be in Louisville um, on March 7th. at the Northern, or sorry, not Northern Kentucky, but the Kentucky Youth Conference. Um, really excited to meet with some of the healthcare professionals in Kentucky and talk with them. And then uh, we're going to have a lot more dates in this, but this is just what we've got booked that's public so far. I know we are going to be at uh, Marywood University in Scranton, Pennsylvania, April 11th. I'm really excited to come out there and work with the Morgan's Message chapter there. Shout out all the Morgan's Message chapters we worked with across the country on the Mental Game Tour. It was so much fun to meet these incredible, 
young people, these student athletes that are helping break the stigma. Morgan's message is an incredible student athlete driven peer to peer suicide prevention and mental health educational initiative um, founded after a Duke lacrosse player named Morgan. Sally took her life and died by suicide, but her mom and best friends in honoring her have created something truly special called Morgan's Message. There's over 1,400 chapters across the country in high school and college athletics. If your team wants to get involved, do it. You can find all the links um, on Instagram because we work together so much. But Morgan's Message is incredible. But those are some of the big dates um, that are coming up across the country. Um, Mentalgamepodcast.com slash tour is where you can find out where we'll be. We are also um, going to be debuting some really cool things at some of our high school visits, some half-day programs where I can come spend a half-day at your high school and talk about mental health, work one-on-one with the Hope Squad or, or Morgan's Message or any mental health groups that you have at school to try to break the stigma together. Um, but, yeah, I, I just... I can't wait to bring the Mental Game Podcast back to you every Tuesday starting in March with athletes, celebrities, and musicians telling their stories and breaking the stigma. And it's just been it's been life-changing for me. So I just want to say thank you. And, and I also want to let you know if you notice anyone in your life that 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 is struggling, that is sad, that's not being themselves – Ask them how they're doing and mean it because they might be going through a mental health crisis and you could help save their life. And if you're struggling asking, you know, how do I do that? Um, I didn't know how to do it before. I didn't know how to take care of myself, but I reached out for help and it helped change and save my life with training, support resources, and, and many, many ways to get involved. The Ohio Suicide Prevention Foundation can help you help others. Or help yourself if you are struggling to learn how to become a an advocate for suicide prevention. Visit ohiospf.org. Again, that's ohiospf.org. It's it, it's conversations save lives, and so please don't be afraid to reach out for help. You can also call nine eight eight nine eight eight is the national suicide lifeline where you can talk to somebody right now if you're struggling. So please don't be scared to ask for help. But thank you guys so much. I said you guys. I gotta get back to my southern roots spending time in Georgia and Louisiana. Thanks y'all. There we go. Y'all. Thanks y'all for supporting me and the mental game. Celebrating one year sober baby. And we got a lot more to celebrate together. Coming up in March, the mental game is back every Tuesday with new interviews breaking the stigma together. We'll see you then.